Hello and welcome to the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels, and today is a very special episode. It's the final installment of the trilogy, three podcast series. Money Mitch Effect recaps all of the Mighty Ducks movies. And today, myself and good friend Nick Edmonds are going to recap D3, the Mighty Ducks. In all its glory, ridiculousness, and fury, it's D3, the Mighty Ducks, the podcast. We go through it scene by scene, as we've done for the first two, so you can go and check our archives of D1 and D2 episodes, and we just shoot the breeze, talk about all the absurdity of each scene, and break down the movie, why the ducks have a special place in our heart, even if the movies do not hold up. Spoiler alert, <laughs> they do not. One little note I want to make throughout this podcast, I mistakenly... My bad, got the name of Coach Orion wrong. I kept saying Riley. I think I had my head on uh, the first movie, as well as the captain of Eden Hall, Eden Hall Warriors, Riley. So I do keep saying Riley, but it is Coach Orion. My apologies for that. But everything else was good to go. Nick Edmonds was a tremendous guest. And without further ado, here it is, D3, the Mighty Ducks podcast on the Money Mitch Effect. All right, Money Mitch Effect, and it's time, it's time, it's Vader time, for the third and final part of our trilogy on the Mighty Ducks franchise. We waited a while for this one. Nick Edmonds back to record. Nick, thanks for coming by, and let's put a, let's put the bow on this one. Mighty yeah. Ducks end today. You know, thanks for having me back. The people have been clamoring for this, Mitch. People are stopping me in the streets. When's D three? When's D three? You know, we need to finish. So. Now's the time. Like you said, we got to put a bow on this thing. Put it to rest. I just I want to get to a few different things about this movie franchise. Uh, we'll start off with the first movie itself, D1. Budget of $10 million. Made $50 million domestically. Only six in the opening weekends. That wasn't enough for Gordon Bombay's condo or Beach House in Malibu in no. the second one. <laughs> but each movie made less money. So we're ending. We're going out. With a bang and also a whimper, this movie lost money for the studio um, and really took us on a journey, and a hockey journey, that made no sense whatsoever. No. And I think they took away draft picks from the actual Anaheim Ducks. It was so bad. They said, you know, you need to be punished as well. Well, we're going to break down the movie. If, you're, if this is the first one you're listening to, I recommend you listen to the other two. But the beauty of this movie, the beauty of this movie series is you can just listen at any point because none of it makes sense. No. It, it actually probably would make more sense if they went from high school to the Junior Goodwill Games back down to like a rec league hockey. <laughs> um, but, as it is, the Ducks had this journey where they where they got to go to the Junior Goodwill Games in the second movie. And they won. They beat Iceland. They win the Junior Goodwill Gold. And that's where this movie starts. It starts with a team that had won something and were wanting to know what the next stage of their hockey careers is. Apparently, it's Minnesota high school hockey. That's the only logical yeah, step nothing, next. I mean, like, you can't go to the pros. And, you know, they, they were probably on cloud nine. You know, you still got to get an education. And it's, you know, these guys were from all over the country, but they've all agreed to go to high school in Minnesota together. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Right? Even the ones from Texas yeah, and LA. Yeah, this Russ Tower from South Central. They're all going to Minnesota. Uh, all of them except for Jesse Hall, who, oddly enough, was the only duck from the second one that didn't make this movie. That's right. Just one. 
and he actually is from Minnesota, so that's a weird one to explain as well. You'd think it'd be somebody not there, but we lost some Ducks from D1 to D2, only one this time, D2 to D3. The movie starts with a classic slow-mo montage. Man, do they love these montages. Oh, like, I, I gotta... It was one of the few things I actually missed from the series, and it just it brought me right back into the, the Mighty Ducks. What action. speed is this? <laughs> yeah, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, it's this, like, you're barely even... It's like you're manually scrolling through an old VCR tape. Right, and, you know, we could have just as easily done it in real time, be like, oh, yeah, I remember that, remember that, okay, I'm ready. But no, it's a little more nostalgic, I think. So they're doing a speech. Well, they're giving a speech, Bombay and the dean of this new school, the Eden Hall Warriors in Minnesota, that are just bad boy state champions. We'll get into all their yeah. accolades in a second. But ten straight, ten straight titles. Ten straight titles, and yet they're going to overhaul their entire junior varsity pro- program with the Ducks. So they're going for the Goodwill Games to junior varsity. Yeah, they're just on a rampage of kicking people off of their normal team, like. I'm sure there are plenty of other good Goodwill players and now good high school players that are just getting the boot for the Ducks because they just they fly as a pack. What, what kind of ceremony is this? They all have their jerseys outside. Yeah. It resembles a graduation. Like when has there ever been just all right? Here we go. We're gonna honor these kids with jerseys outside. There's a few. Were there balloons being let yeah, off? I there don't... are a few different ceremonies within this movie that make no sense and that are just way too done up. Way too many people involved. Like it's the JV hockey team and they won the Goodwills which is great but I don't think it would be that big of a deal I want to pause it right here because we didn't see her in the last film but there's Mrs. Conway uh, and yeah. there's Bombay right next to her yeah. like nothing happened yeah. he leaves her at the end of D1 there he's he is on stage yeah. and when, what happens so so what happens he's like hey, I'm going to go talk to Charlie have you told him anything this is a great start they're by the lake and Bombay's leaving again yeah <laughs> We're We're talking, we just saw the opening credits and he's gone Charlie, you know, spent some time with your mom and decided that I'm going to be leaving again. Uh, just uh, like all these grandiose plans, be like, but I'm not a part of them. You know, you got to do it on your own. How does he not have serious mental issues? Like Bombay's back, hanging out with his mom, then leaving again? I think that's a big reason why Charlie rebels throughout this entire film. Is he that does. He's well, got Bombay sh- issues. Before we move forward, we should point out that this is a big stage for, you know, they're all hitting puberty around this time. Yes. So Charlie Conway, you know, I think is it Josh Jackson? Is that his Joshua name? Josh Jackson, yeah. He's gotten a lot taller since the last movie. Yeah, voice a little deeper. Voice a little deeper. He, he's he's moving up in, in, in skill and stature on the team. Wasn't really, I mean, I know he scored the big goal in D1, D2. He actually gave up his spot. I was about to bring that up as well. Like, when did he become the best player? He's like a hot shot in this one. And he was never that skilled. Like, yeah, he made he, like he took the last shot in D one, but like, I never thought that he was like. They were all surprised that they, yeah. they were gonna have him shoot it. And, exactly. But yeah, everyone's a little bigger, except for oddly enough, Keenan Thompson didn't really grow too much. Yeah, in this movie. he looks the same like he wasn't like heavyweight. <laughs> he never. I don't know when that when that growth spurt happened, but <laughs> so Bombay is leaving. He's going to take the senior personnel position with the Junior Goodwill Games in charge of player development. Yeah. What what is that? I don't know. What, uh, what, makes, what kind of job is this? There's just so much. The this first movie. the first time you left was understandable. Okay, he's got another shot. Got another shot. The pros. I mean, it's understandable, I'm not but ridiculous. Like, yeah, this is like a yeah. middle middle management position for the Goodwill Games, which you already won. Like, they need they need player development all around the world for the Junior yeah. Goodwill <laughs> Games. Like he's gonna be in Siberia. Like oh, we gotta sign yeah. this guy. Oh god. So all right. So he's gone. They got a new coach, but we'll get to him later. So they're at Eden Hall, this great prep school. And I, and I get this part. It makes sense. It's your, it's your cliche, but we can't use an actual school. 
prep school in Minnesota. That is a hockey factory. That is a private school. Understandable, right? So they're they're trying to figure out exactly what's going on, and they have a ceremony or something yeah. to introduce the team. That part I'm with, right? What I'm not with is Charlie Conway and Fulton Reed still shooting slap shots in the dumpster yeah. towards the street. Fulton refuses to shoot into the alley. He he insists on shooting toward the street. The, there's an affinity, and I love a good hockey jersey, but with jerseys in this movie, yeah, like I don't think these kids wear anything else. No, and like I was thinking that too. There's yeah, there's a ton of NHL jerseys in this one. I wonder if they maybe they got the rights to wear them in this one. Yeah, not just NHL, just random jerseys yeah. all over the place. Um, so what what we essentially have is the new ducks. I call them the people that joined from D two, mm-hmm. the the out of towners. Are all waiting for the old ducks to arrive. And the old ducks want to do their old rollerblading through the city trip. Yeah, that's what they know. That's that's all they know. But while the new ducks are waiting, we get introduced to the villains of the movie, which is their high school classmates, the senior varsity team. The biggest, like, most like mean, snobby people you can think of. Even more so than like Team Iceland was mean. These guys were probably even worse. How old were the actors that played? <laughs> the, like, I, I and I looked it up. The there's two main villains. There is uh, the, and I'm, we should probably fact check this with what their actual character names are. I know one guy's um, name's Cole. So yeah, it is. You're right here. So the main actors are Cole is just the only is the blonde enforcer. That yeah. is the only name that we get for him. He's 32 years old at the time of this movie. No, <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> I was gonna say I, he's on I the Walking Dead now. I recognize yeah. him from Walking yeah. Dead. He's Abraham. 32 years yeah. old playing this high school kid. And then the <laughs> other one is uh, Rick Riley, the captain. You know, pretty boy, black hair, black Riley, parted hair. Sure. He was in his mid twenties at the time, so not r- outrageous. But a lot of the extras in this movie. Thirty-two. Want to point out one other thing? Who the goalie in this movie is? He plays Scooter Holland. Yeah, Scooter. His name is Scott White. Okay. He's a local LA-based actor who didn't really—I don't want to say not too much, but didn't really do a lot. He played Gunnar Stahl in D two. They recast him. No. Yes. Yes. Verified. They recast him, dyed his hair. Bam. No, that's so funny. I like he looked familiar and like, dude, they they brought him out of like left field as far as like his like storyline, which I guess we'll get to a little bit later. But like at the, I remember at the end of this movie, just being like, when was he important? And now like, no, there's just a makeout scene. There's a makeout scene. Yeah, yeah, really weird. Yeah, really weird ending. Yeah, always a sympathetic villain. Like, how did he get that worked into his contract? (laughs) Uh, we find out that that Riley's dad is on the board, and already the plot's like, we're trying to get you out of here. Yeah. We we're just got here, guys, and, like, if you didn't want us, you know. Like, I don't, okay. Tell us before we come. So Nick Edmonds, Mitch Michaels, Mighty Mitch Effect, we're doing the D3 Mighty Ducks podcast recap going scene by scene here. And I'm excited already because we get the, the roller voiding through the city scene, and we're we're seeing just the classic duck hijinks. Yeah, and um, I think Goldberg sets a record in this film for longest backward skate through a metro area. I mean, they're they're in and out of traffic, like on yeah. the main road. They like, jump a massive bridge. They jump off of an overpass. No one breaks an stick ankle. Stick the landing. Yeah. Perfectly timed with the rest of the crew. So they end up coming through the stage, apparently yeah. taking out the curtain. I. I, I what did they just rip off? Did they just rip off Sandlot? Like, is that what we're trying to right, do with yeah. the movie theater scene? Um, Sandlot, shout out to Benny the Jet Rodriguez who plays Luis Mendoza. That's right. Um, There's a lot of scheming uh, in this in this one. So from there, we just get a g- generic montage of how high school's tough. I mean, yeah. not, not really, not really creative. No, yeah, it's so like one of like 
this is the way here. You guys don't belong. You'll never belong. This oh, is school's school. tough. Yeah. You know, teachers are giving out homework. Like, yeah, what do these right. kids do? <laughs> so the varsity is running through, running through the hallways all in their letterman jackets. Yeah. I thought this was a private school. The Ducks are wearing just jerseys and just baggy shorts, and, yep. and this would never... That, that's the part that any private school is going to have, at least, at the very least, a polo shirt or some sort of dress code. These guys don't respect authority. Like, <laughs> no, they, they agreed to come to this prestigious school and are just refusing to abide by any of the rules. They made a horrible first impression by <laughs> ruining the ceremony. These guys are off to a bad start in school. Charlie meets his love interest, a girl named Linda. Yep, who was uh, passing on a petition. I, I just want How crazy is that? This is a forward-thinking movie? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, 20 years ago, they were like, let's get rid of a Ahead Native of American song. movie. Charlie's like, what about the Indians, the Braves, Redskins, yeah, Blackhawks? Yeah, he's ready to go. Yeah, Warriors, you know, this yeah. bad. <laughs> Warriors, too. That, that was the one. That was the one that upset Linda. Yeah, <laughs> not, right. not the other ones. Yeah. That's just it. Uh I mean, it's pretty funny. And then we get the first practice scene, Varsity's practicing first. And I just want to point out, this is when we see, like, every jersey imaginable. Yep. Ducks, um, Goldberg's wearing his Flyers jersey. Uh, Connie has a Manitoba Moose <laughs> IHL minor league hockey jersey that's incredible. That's a deep cut. That's, I mean, did they just get, like, a, like here you go, everybody pick a jersey, yeah. and we're doing this scene I in five minutes. Louise had a, probably a Panthers, Panthers jersey. Panthers, yeah. yeah. Man, they were just from Miami, maybe yeah. in his character. Dallas Stars, I think, for yeah. for uh, Dwayne Cowboy. Then we have a little we have a little interaction at the at the uh, entranceway to the ice because apparently these guys can't just pass each other. There has to be a fight every five sure. seconds. And That's how it goes in high school. It is. I mean, it's just it's a turf war. What do the Ducks do though? They decide that they want to warm up by giving Dwayne his rope and just free, like this team at, right off the bat. Like they go straight into a gimmick. It's got to be a gimmick with them. Yeah. That's how they practice. No fundamentals. And then they act outraged when they meet their coach. He's like, what are you doing? Like an adult sees yeah. you do it. It's like, how dare you a call us A adult coach who wants to like teach like defense, God forbid, and they freak out on him. Coach Riley were introduced to him, and I, I want to just be careful when I choose my words here. I don't really take anything from this movie serious. But this is about as well as they did with the character. Is a coach that is no nonsense, but ultimately will warm up to his team. Yeah. And stand by them. It's just, it's outrageous to me that any of these ducks can think that he's a bad guy because he wants his team to stop joking around. And it's mostly Charlie again. Like, Charlie is like the real. We talk about how Charlie's just like a whiny, like, little kid throughout the whole series. He's worse. All he does is moan nonstop. Yeah. Whines and moans and rebels. And this guy is just trying to install some order. And Charlie says, no, we do it this way. You don't know. We've been together for four years. This guy, he has no respect for his elders. No respect for How dare coach. you not make me a captain the second you meet me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? Like, I have a jersey that says captain on it. I think it. puberty's really hitting Charlie in a bad way. Plus, Bombay leaving. And you know, Bob and Bombay. The first interaction with Linda didn't go how we planned. He's got a lot going on. Yeah, but it yeah. still does not justify how rude he is to Coach O'Ryan. He makes him do laps. Which apparently is the is that that's the punishment. I He's wanna, doing an open skate. I need to ask you this as a hockey player because I was like, is that a thing? That is, do uh, hockey players do laps in general or as a punishment? Maybe if on the off chance that they would, it like, faster than Charlie's doing. Them. I thought it would be like suicide. Yeah, like exactly, line to line exactly, or exactly. But 
I mean, he's just strolling he's just on an open he's skate. He's gliding. It, for, I, I want to bring out another thing, too. It's illegal for anyone under the age of 18 to be on the ice without a helmet on. Really? Like, that's the stuff that can't, like, that, coach? you can't be, oh, yeah. They're out there just having a free-for-all without their helmets on. So, I don't I don't know how they're even getting the ice. We'll get to that, too. But how are they even getting on the ice is what I want to yeah, know. Yeah, right. Just, like, unsupervised. In this no whole rules. movie, in this whole movie, there's no rules. Eaton Hall, no one works at this rink. Um, they do practices and stuff. I want to bring out a question for you. Is Goldberg the worst goalie that we've ever seen? Yes. Real or movie-wise? Is there ever a time other than one save at the end of D1 where he does anything worth a damn in goal? 100%. And what's even funnier is that he's genuinely upset that he's benched. Like, what do you expect? What do you, what do you think his save percentage is? Like, 20%? <laughs> low. Like, low. two out of ten like, he stops? Yeah. He, like... He has never once cared about like playing. He's never put any effort. But the second he gets benched, he's up in arms. He's out of position. He's behind the net. He's <laughs> like you would think he would love this. Just like talk, I mean, you know, talk on the bench. He says all we do is play or play around, which is a great thing to say to a coach. Yeah, right, right. Went up all <laughs> practice. But Gaffney comes in. You know, she makes a lot of stops, and yeah, of course we know by then that it's only a matter of time. Like she has to be the starter, right? Even Bombay would have. She's got the Cadillac reflex. Even Bombay. Would have. Probably I think Goldberg knew. Goldberg knew it was one matter of time. So they put he puts the lines up already, which I thought was a little extreme. We already got the lines. We already know after one little practice who's who and what's going to happen. Yeah. Banks made varsity. Your thoughts on that? Because I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, if this team's as good as we think they are, they yeah. win the Junior Goodwill Games. Banks is the best player. I yeah exactly. I'm not surprised because Banks has always kind of been brought out as the best on the team. And so I wasn't that surprised. I'm a little bit more surprised, though, uh, that Linda, Charlie's Charlie's girlfriend, listens to Pantera when they when they talk about uh, their common interests. <laughs> Linda listens to like heavy metal band Pantera. Can we also give a shout out? That's a really good point to bring up too. Yeah, and Charlie I, loves it too. I hate, Charlie, yeah. I hate sports. I hate offensive nicknames, but I love Pantera. Yeah, like death metal. Pantera. <laughs> just, just death metal. I don't sit with the cool kids either. We didn't give a lot of credit to him last time. Dynamite performance, stepping up by Averman this episode. Not on the ice. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying hockey. Yeah. But his dialogue I thought was funnier. Um, he carried a lot of the movie as the funnier character when I think a lot of the scenes were lacking. I think he got a little bit more love and just a little bit more consistency throughout this movie than, like, D2. And he, yeah, you're right. He did well. He's another guy that didn't really grow, though. I mean, Charlie sprouts up. Everybody else is getting a little yeah. bigger. Banks even got a little taller. Yeah, and uh, I actually, for the record, I always thought it was Aberman with a really? B, and then I saw his jersey, and there was okay. a B. You know, I'm always learning. All right. Yeah. Every time you go back and watch, you know, you find something new. So we're back, and our favorite Czechoslovakian slash Russian lovable character Hans is back in this movie. Hans running. <laughs> so I don't know Hans, what he is. Then Franz and two. Yes. And back to Hans. Yes. Three. Like nothing happened. Yeah. They're brothers. Hans is sharpening skates. And he says, Charlie, what's wrong? Charlie just mouths off again. Yeah. He always knows that something's wrong. Yeah, apparently he always knows. He tries the bloody ketchup trick with his hand like he cut himself. Charlie's not in the mood. Charlie's an adult now. How many times do you think he tried that on him, though? Like, do you think it's like the hundredth time he's... Oh, how'd you not fall for it yet again? Yeah, He basically just says, look, toughen up, buddy. Like, (laughs) like, what do you want me to say? Honestly, grow up, Charlie. (laughs) Like, be a little baby. So the varsity... (laughs) 
That's all he is in this movie. Is a giant baby. You could have named this movie Charlie Conway's a giant baby. Yeah. Inaccurate. Uh, we go back to the high school and the varsity stealing lunches. They're they're being boys. While Mendoza's making moves on the cheerleader table, gets a little risque at this point. Mendoza, yeah. Just an animal from Florida. Kind of sleazy move going under the table, the cheerleader skirts. I mean, yeah, he's making a move on the, on Riley's girlfriend, yeah. who's probably a senior as well. So That's he's just, just what care. the team needs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're refuting with the bar. I am surprised no one said, look, man, knock it off until yeah. after we played. Got a lot of heat on us already, Mendoza. Yeah, there wasn't. And that was funny. There was, you know, all the stuff that went back and forth. There was never a scene where, all, where they all just beat up Mendoza. Like, all the back and forth, and he was never targeted. He kind of got spared throughout this whole movie. I really wish I had a friend named Mendoza. I would only call him Mendoza. I wouldn't care about what his first name was. I mean, it's just it's just insane that he's always just under the cheerleading table going for all that stuff. Yeah, very bold. You know, first week, first day, school, and he's just going for it. So Conway, who is it? Conway, Fulton, and Russ Tyler decide we're going to play a prank on the seniors that on the varsity for stealing lunches yeah. by taking some horse droppings and putting it in a lunch bag. Well, That's aggressive. Yeah, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? They get into a nice little running match throughout the throughout the high school. Just basic hygiene stuff. But don't you think by this point we have it built in our heads that they hate each other? What was that? The two, the two teams? teams? Like yeah. It's just a prank war for 90% of this 100%, movie. Yeah. They're just going back and forth. And again, Does like, the varsity team play anybody else? Like, this is, like, already brought up. This is their main rival. They have no yeah. worry. <laughs> they are so, like, caught up in this rivalry for some reason, which shouldn't be a rivalry. You're the varsity team. You should beat the JV team. And, like, they couldn't care How threatened are they? Yeah. How threatened are they? Very fragile. And I also want to point out, when Goldberg realizes he's benched, which, again, happened after the first practice, not surprisingly, he goes with the sleek move of pretending to support Julie and just loading her up on desserts. Yeah. Which I gotta say, not, I mean, ridiculous move. How does Julie not see through this? I, it's very, very nice. She's an A student, they yeah. reveal in the end of the movie. She's a 4-0 student, but she doesn't realize he's just trying to fatten her up and slow her down. Yeah, very slow, very slow in that in that regard by Julie. Um, and pretty, pretty cruddy move by Goldberg, too. You know, we're supposed to be a team here. Yeah, the guy took it very personally, apparently. And, uh, yeah, loading her up with donuts at lunch. I want to talk about the deep... I mean, just a quick mention, the crossover appeal of a lot of these kids in different other movies. We mentioned Mendoza in The Sandlot. Yep. Julie was in Rookie of the Year. That was her first sports role. That's right. Um, so we a lot, of, a lot of these movies were a lot of the same actors. Julie, yeah. But, she was like the, the, the crush. Yeah, she was yeah. the crush. Didn't really have a lot to say. But <laughs> she was there. She yeah. was there. So they're doing practice, and Conway is just having a bad one again, being real selfish, mouthing off. <laughs> now, I want to I wanna bring one thing up. Riley's big thing is he keeps saying, make him make, make the first move, Conway. Yeah. I get, I get what they're trying to do, to basically explain it layman's terms. But a better way to say what he wanted to say is basically just don't fall for all the stick work. Like, watch right. the opponent's chest. Because, like, in, in theory, make him make the first move. What if they just go right around, right around yeah, what you? If, yeah. Like, what if they just... There's got to be something after that. Yeah, yeah like, what if they it. make three moves? Like, yeah. what if they fight on the second one and they make the third one? And Charlie, if anybody would, should know that there could be three moves. Um, passes the puck, tries to defend the fact that he just passed the puck in the center of the ice. Like, they just, I, I'm, he's, he's a terrible hockey player and he's a cancer in the locker room. 
It's like <laughs> the holes in their game are showing up more and more. The fact that he clears in front of the net, uh, he refuses to play any sort of, you know, stage one fundamental defense. The guy can't do anything. But apparently, he's a goal scorer now. He's a, he's a hot shot. I'm a scorer, not I don't play defense. Well, we get a speech from Riley after he puts him in the penalty box, which, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. <laughs> we get a moving speech from Riley, and then we get the Pantera interaction with Charlie and Linda. Charlie just draped in 90s fashion. Yeah, that that's one thing he's got going in this movie. He's got I think he has rollerblades on, too. Like, yeah. does he skate everywhere? Yeah. Like, But, yeah, he's got 90s fashion going on. So he's really smitten, and we get ready for the Ducks' first skate. 38 in the, minutes into the movie, we finally have a hockey finally, game. Finally, yeah. And they have a broadcaster, because why not, right? They're on local radio in Minnesota for JV games. That kid looked familiar. He's got to be in someone, something else. Yeah, he takes his job serious. We know that. They are serious. They have a band. They're all ready to go. He it's, even does play-by-play for bullying that goes on in the high school. Someone gets <laughs> yeah, the what a hit. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. So they play, and I have to say, this is some of the worst, slowest action scenes in any sport I've ever seen. <laughs> Some of the worst sports choreography in a film. <laughs> Charlie scores the first goal. God, he loves that triple deke move. Yeah. People it's can't, so freaking slow and predictable. It. <laughs> it, it works. Um, not only is he, not only is sounds like we're bashing Charlie and we are, he's a hot dog out there. He's waving, blowing kisses to oh the girl. He's waving. Goal, like first period. So I'll let you in on another little secret here. Most teams have what they call a kangaroo court system, where they basically fine players for offenses. Just dollar, two dollars, three dollars at worst normally. Uh, one of the biggest ones is PDAs like that. <laughs> so he would be a repeat offender if he's just blowing kisses, waving to a girl in the crowd. Like so bad. Um, yeah, I just no respect for the game. The Ducks get up nine to nothing. And in that action, we, we see a lot of different types of goals. We see Mendoza jump clear over the net. Return of the knuckle puck. The return of the knuckle puck. Iconic. Knuckle Fulton puck. shoots a slap shot that the player discuses into the net. Yeah, he catches. I, mean, I don't even game. know what, what's going on there. They're running out of goofy ways to score. Nine nothing. We even get Tyler teach Kenny Wu. Shout out to Kenny Wu. How to talk trash. Kenny Wu, that's right. I actually thought that scene was kind of funny. Yeah, it was. It was. And one of the rare lines Kenny has in this whole movie. He it, really was. Love it really was. Goldberg has to rep if he can end the game early so we can all watch Melrose play. So I just thought that was a nice great, 90s, yeah. great, great 90s reference there. They do a, a fake flag V. It's what, 9-0 after just, two periods? 9-0 after two periods. And what do the Ducks do? They proceed to get scored on nine straight times in the third period. An epic collapse. Nine goals in one period. Gaffney gets bored and then she gets action. That's just life as a goalie. I don't really have a lot of sympathy yeah. for her. Goldberg comes in and looks awful couple of the goals he's stuck behind the net trying to scramble yeah crawling behind the net like this is the guy who who was shocked that he was benched the guy just baby walking nine goals in a row nine to to tie basically and we get the ducks mouthing off in the locker room after attitude 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 we get the alumni base furious. They're like, we're going to pull the scholarships. The dean goes up to Riley after the game and says, we're going to pull the scholarships for a tie. Apparently, that's just unacceptable. They forgot about all the the good stuff in those first two periods. But what gets me more than anything is they're ready to just prank right away. I mean, the the varsity threw their clothes into the shower. Yeah. So right away, 9-0 loss means nothing. Let's just get these guys back. They go with nitro freezing all their Letterman jackets and ruining (laughs) probably thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. Yes, lots, 
lots of personal belongings uh, were frozen. <laughs> now, if you want to sell me on whether the Ducks deserve to be kicked out of school, that's probably the angle, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the funniest twist at the end of the movie. It was like, man, they're kicking us off. They're kicking us out after one game. Like, no, we're kicking you out because you've constantly disrespected the school's rules and, like, pranked nonstop. You stole our ants. Into this, yeah. You stole our ants. The poo. Everything. You brought feces into the school. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? That makes sense. We're going to go. You have Charlie after the game going to meet up with his mom. It's embarrassing. Like, this this behavior is just awful. Like, I'm trying. I tried to empathize with Charlie. I'm like, man, like, what was I like when I was 14? But, like, this is bad, man. He, How does he not know to just shut up and not, like, he's going to challenge his mom now? Like, yeah, what? Right. No, the best scene would have been is if she just took out a spoon and just beat the hell out of him <laughs> for like 15 so minutes in the middle of everyone. Yeah. I think the team uh, would have appreciated that. He, he needed it. He runs out immediately, and we get another interesting part of the movie. Nick Edmonds, Mighty Mitch Effect. We're breaking down Mighty Ducks D3. Varsity tries to make an olive branch offering. Yep. How do they not see through this? There's been 10 pranks in the movie, and they're going to say all is right with the world tradition. Yeah, tradition, rules, over everything. We're going to have a dinner at the Minnesota Club downtown, <laughs> a steak dinner. We treat you guys. Yep. <laughs> what could go wrong, right? What could go wrong? They get stuck with the bill. They can't pay it. They have to do dishes. And uh, let's remember, Banks... Banks is on the varsity team still. He's part of these pranks. He had his jersey. He had, first of all, he had his jacket frozen. Yep. I mean, I would be, all right, screw you guys. Yeah. You did that to me first. The I don't feel bad the about it. Been drawn. They made the first move. With liquid hydrogen. Nitrogen? The bill, I want to get this right as well. Yeah, liquid nitrogen. The bill is $857. Now, I did the math here. Okay. So each team has like 40 people. Each team has like 20 people or so. Yeah. That's a very cheap steak dinner. Yeah. Right? For a Minnesota club, like a country club? Oh, it's like mid-90s, maybe a little bit of... I mean, but we're talking like, okay, so course meals. I know there wasn't any alcohol involved, we assume. Sure. I think dessert, too. Appetizers. I mean, the, the, there's three... Let's, sure, cocktail. Yeah. Let's say there's... Okay, let's say there's three or four lines of forward players. We're talking at least 18. Minimum 18 bodies on each. Yeah. So we're talking thirty six or so. That's cheap. It's not bad. Not That's bad. Not bad. And no one, no one has a parent's credit card that they can just be like, "We'll get back." Well, I'm calling Bombay. Yeah, I'm calling Bombay. Yeah. And yeah, he'd get you out of that. Wireless. He probably, cash. but to be fair, Bombay's probably not in a condition to drive. Yeah, at probably, nine o'clock on whatever night that he's is. probably boozing off in another country at this point. Yeah, he's just all over the place, yeah, just practicing law, ice bar, practicing law <laughs> in Iceland. You know, that yeah. girl he called her up. Uh, so they do dishes. They're like, "How are we going to get him back?" They decided to go with the ever classic ant trick. How how they were able to steal all the ants, get them into the dorms, rig up all of the doors so that they don't. Yeah. How does nobody wake up? They're high school kids. Someone's waking up. They're they're vacuuming the ants. They're rope tying all the doors so none of them will open. I guess it's a very elaborate plan. You don't think you don't think one player's hearing that? Like, oh, what's that outside? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Lots of snickering in the hallway. Cole is the only one awake randomly. He's just going for a stroll. Yeah, I never explained that. He's just out walking by himself in his letterman, of course. And Dwayne hog ties him. Because why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah did he, he was on a horse? How did he get a horse? Yeah. Well, like, where did that come he just from? He had a horse. Like, where, and how is that the only scene with the horse in it? Um, and Nothing's I mean, explained. Everything just got to take. 
Did you notice that there was a little chillingness with uh, the Connie and Gee relationship in this yeah. movie? I think something happened over the summer. You know what? I think you're right. And I think the fact that there are so many new people at the new school, they probably want to branch out. They don't know how to tell each other. You know, they don't want to ruin the team dynamic. Gee Germain, yeah, not really. Kind of regressed a little bit. Yeah. Didn't really, you know, do too much well with uh, Connie. It wasn't a good movie for him. He probably had the fewest lines on the team, right? Yeah, you know, you're probably right. Kenny Kenny was up there, but Guy and Connie are probably fused. And yeah, they never really filled out the team. They kind of just had random players yeah. in positions and relied a lot on Charlie. I wonder what would it look like if you mapped out the lines of this team. There isn't that many players. It's like, yeah, with like four There's and like two defensemen. Who's playing defense? I mean, yeah, basically just Fulton and uh, Russ Tyler, apparently. So they play at dawn the next morning. That's the thing. We're going to scrimmage you. Dawn the next morning. Dawn. Enough's enough. Enough's See enough. They're all ready to get up yeah. and just the varsity team heals from all the ants and they're ready to go at dawn. <laughs> yeah. Again, they're just getting on the ice. This is what I don't get. They're just wetting themselves in and getting yeah. on the ice. It's freshly cut. It's ready to go. There's a ton of fog on the ice for some reason. Is There's fog in the morning, but that was ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's, turn on the fog machine. That's not that's enough. That's a crazy amount of fog. Full check. We're going. They're in the old Ducks jerseys, and they get annihilated. They get annihilated, and look, it's a little dirty, obviously. This whole movie is filled with dirty scenes. I refer you back to the JV game when Fulton takes out, like, two guys who were just in front of him. Yeah. Lots of interference. That's to be expected, right, at this point. Connie says we can't win if they're going to cheat. Everyone's been cheating this whole movie. Yeah. You're playing with no refs refs out here. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what do you think they're going to – you think the varsity team's going to call their own penalties? (laughs) It's blood sport Uh, out there. It's blood sport out there. And of all teams, they they should know – that you, that you should be cheating. They cheat all the time. We get my favorite part of the movie when the flying bee just gets destroyed. Oh my god. Yeah, this is I like, was one of the people that like stood Empire up Strikes and said, back. finally! Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just, I reacted the same way probably when Andrew Luck had a lineman drafted this year. I was like, it is about time. <laughs> finally. I just I couldn't believe that they kept going with that idea. Someone finally figured it out. And said, this is a ridiculous move. They all get annihilated. Goldberg is a disaster. Gaffney is a disaster. Conway gets stoned on the triple D. And he can't believe it. Nothing works. This is like Batman meeting Bane and Bane just breaking his back. So how does this movie end? How does this, uh, not movie end. How does this game end? Banks and Charlie going at it. Yeah, some trash talk. And a little, maybe a little stick work on, on Banks, but this is a game where that's not going to be called, and Charlie just flips out, and they start fighting each Charlie, other. Charlie, like, puts him in a headlock, calls him, like, rich boy, go cry to your rich parents. <laughs> uh, the cake eater disses her best. Yeah. Her back. Here we go. Uh, go cry to your rich parents and your trust fund. Charlie, I was really ready for Banks to call him poor. I really was Charlie might be, like, the worst protagonist ever. I don't root for him, like... I, I root for the team in spite of Charlie, basically. <laughs> Riley somehow finds out, I guess maybe they were supposed to practice that day, that's never explained, and he breaks up the game. And what's the first thing he says to his team? You lost whatever mental edge you had over the varsity. That's his biggest concern yeah, yeah. with what just happened. Because <laughs> his rivalry is so big, that's the biggest thing. Stay away from the, He said earlier, stay away from the varsity until we play them. But all of all of Coach's advice has been sound advice, and the team and Charlie especially. They look at him like he's a madman. Yeah, right. <laughs> like who's this guy with structure? Bob let's do whatever we want, and it worked. All right. Yeah, he also drove at a limo on the ice. Yeah. And was drunk, but let's gloss over that fact. And that's when Charlie quits. Charlie and Fulton quit. The spiral. Take yeah. the Ducks jerseys off. Yeah, take off the, those practice jerseys you've been wearing. Which 
I need to say, so that's Charlie's big stand. He crosses arms. I'm not taking off the Ducks jersey. Charlie has always been obsessed with being a duck. Like, with yeah, being back like the a first physical movie, right. duck. Not a physical duck, yeah. not an actual duck, but like, he's upset. Like, you're <laughs> yeah, playing for Team USA in the second one, and he's like, no, but we're the ducks. Like, <laughs> you're playing for your country. Take the dumb duck jersey off. Uh, he's always been obsessed maybe with Maybe it is a physical duck. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like the cat lady and always you know, like sunny. Like Black Swan, he starts yeah. to like slowly be- become a duck. Yeah. I was thinking of the cat lady and always sunny, just wants to physically yeah. become a cat lady. I'm like, wow. Uh, he quits. Apparently, he's just going to walk off. Now, he obviously doesn't realize that his scholarship is tied directly right. to playing yeah, hockey. His whole future, no, he doesn't care. I, I, I want to point out one other thing, too, right? This is one thing we glossed over in the last, in the, J, in the first game, the 99 tie. Hans is listening to the game on the radio, mm-hmm. and every five seconds, he just yells out, That's my ducks. <laughs> like that's his only line. It's like they shot that once and yeah. just spliced it in. After every time, he'd just be like, "That's my ducks." So, like, all right, we don't have a lot of time with the actor. All right, you're listening to the team. What do you got? That's my ducks. <laughs> the way he says it too, it's like borderline obsessive. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they're your ducks. I, uh, I just how long did they actually know this guy? Was, Bombay just introduced them to him. Yeah, right. It was clear uh, that this was the beginning of the end for Hans. You know, he was kind of losing it. Conway comes over, and again, he wants to just vent and get Hans to agree with him about how bad Riley is. Mm-hmm. How dare he yeah. treat me like that? Hans is like, he's trying to get the best out of you, blah, blah, blah. Charlie goes for a walk. Little did he know he'd never see him again. Hans knew something was amiss. Hans knew. He said goodbye. He should have probably called a doctor or like ER or something if he knew something was yeah. wrong instead of just making amends. And I think I think he was so sick of Charlie. He was just like, you know what, it's my time. When yeah, we never really know when he passed because this is on an evening, and then the next day they go to the carnival, him and Fulton, because they're going to play hooky as yeah. well. Apparently, quitting meant quitting school, and they just spend all day riding roller coasters and. Eating stuff. Is it the Mall of America? I'm assuming it's the Mall. It's like an indoor roller coaster. See, that's I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I have never been to the Mall of America, but I can't think of anything else up there. Yeah, it's like Minnesota indoor roller coasters. It, it probably is. They get on all the spinny rides after eating a bunch of food. Yeah, I mean they're just dumb kids in general in this movie. Yeah, they're like uh, they're like the little kids in Pinocchio, just rebelling right now. So afterwards, Charlie goes to Fulton. Hey, we you know what? Screw school. Let's just. Go to Canada and play juniors. Yeah, he's on a sugar high. He's amped up. He's got ideas. Where? Uh, yeah, I'm. All, I'm good enough to just go right into juniors. Mm-hmm. They're gonna love me. I'm great for the locker room. Yeah, right. Fulton, you can shoot it really hard. I'm sure you'll play well. Fulton's, I got my triple D. Fulton says the most sound thing of anyone in this movie. I just don't know if I want to play hockey the rest of my life. God forbid, I want to think about a future. Yeah. Oh, Charlie's like, how dare you? Just go, get out of here. Yeah, it's very, yeah, he's such an stuck, emo in this movie. The only like, man I can't, stuck with him. Who stuck with Charlie, and now he's telling him to go screw. We never see Fulton rejoin the team, like right? Like, we never see that process of no. when he becomes back on the team. But apparently it happened. All right, Charlie goes to see his mom, and that's when we find out the news that Hans died. Yeah, this is this is basically rock bottom for, for Charlie. We will get back to the show in just a second. Hope you are enjoying the Money Mitch Effect podcast. On D3, the Mighty Ducks, the Minnesota Miracle Man, Gordon Bombay's return to high school hockey. Just something I threw together. Not the official slogan of the movie. Again, reminder, I messed up. Kept calling Coach O'Reilly and Coach Riley. Coach O'Reilly is a very, very important character in this film. 
want to remind you of that. This would be when I would normally read ads, but no ads to read. Not yet, anyway. But now back to the show. The Mighty Mitch Effect. D3. The Mighty Ducks. Alright, we're 38 minutes into this podcast. We're over an hour into this movie, I think. And I want to bring up... Maybe... Yeah, you know, we're an hour and 15 into the movie. And I want to bring up the most angry I am in this movie. Uh-oh. It's Hans's funeral... The whole ducks are there, right? Because everyone's, you know, got to support Hans, even if they met him like three months ago or whatever. I think this I know where you're going. Can Pompey show up on time to anything? <laughs> I know. This guy is ridiculous. Struts in this late. Is his, yeah. They're already just, throwing just dirt. slaps the jersey down on the freaking, uh, yeah, on there, yeah. stares at Charlie's mom a little bit, and then yeah. bon voyage. A couple winks. Never forget that Hans taught us how to skate. Maybe you should show up to the funeral of your mentor yeah, on time. Right. It's unbelievable. This guy These kids just, are in desperate need of a male role model, and, and he just Bombay is not it. No, not <laughs> no, it. He's no. made that very clear. He I did think it was cool. I think this would be a very cool, like hipster jersey to own. The Hans number eleven ducks jersey. Was it eleven? I think yeah. it was. Let's get a, let's get a ruling. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, good call. Number eleven Hans. That would that would be just a, walk around a saying that's my ducks. Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a great jersey to bust out. Oh wow! So everyone's there. In Bombay, we think we might have seen the last one, but we haven't. Here's another part of this movie I want to bring clear attention to. It's 6 a.m. in the morning. Conway's alarm goes off, and Bombay's in his house. You want to know why? <laughs> I knew, like, yeah. He was there overnight. I know he was there overnight. <laughs> Everybody knows he was there overnight. Why are you in my bathroom? Why? <laughs> yeah. When, when, when you see he's like, I set the alarm clock, he's already go cleanly dressed, ready to go for yeah. the day. This is a new pappy. <laughs> I set the alarm. Yeah. I figure we spent the day together. So clearly school's not a part of the day. Or no. it's a weekend. That wasn't really explained. It could be a weekend. Or maybe Charlie suspended first. <laughs> uh, 6 a.m. Who the heck knows? He pulls him out of his bed. We get the backstory about Riley like taking care of his daughter and leaving the North Stars. He was a former hockey player for yeah. the North Stars and didn't want to go to Dallas to take care of his daughter. Um, yeah. Which I understand. He wanted, you know, the daughter got in an accident. He was driving. It wasn't his fault. They got sideswiped or something. Here's my question, though. That's not known. Like, we wouldn't have figured. I know it's not the internet era, but that part's not known. I feel like the media would have loved him for that. Yeah, right? Know. Even in the 90s, it would have been like, oh, this is actually a great family man. Could be. I mean, the kids wouldn't know. Their kids are, you know, busy. Kids are idiots. Jumping yeah. off bridges, rollerblading, drinking Slurpees. That looks dangerous out there, though. Wheelchair on the ice? Yeah, is that a custom wheelchair? I don't know. Skate chair? I can't. <laughs> skate chair? She's got skates on. Doing like wheelies. He's doing wheelies. He's spinning her around. Yeah. Man, looks pretty dangerous. Wow. It humanizes him, you know? Charlie feels bad. How about that picture bad. of Bombay? Yeah, with the little golden, like, bowl cut. <laughs> Eden Hall says it shaved him up. And then maybe, my argument, the most ridiculous line in the movie, he told Riley that Charlie was the real Minnesota Miracle Man. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, it's he could lied to him, right? Like he lied to him right there to make him feel better. Like, like Charlie, Charlie really needs like a morale boost. Like, here's what happened about let's say five in the morning when they were sharing a cup of coffee. Mrs. Bombay and and er, yeah, Mrs. Conway and Gordon were talking about Charlie. And Mrs. Conway is like, I don't know what to do with this terrible kid. Like he's awful. He's the worst. I can't wait to get him out of my house. And Bombay is like, I hear you. He's brutal. I try to be nice to him. The kid just doesn't get it. What can we do? Like I'll spend the day with him. I'll just hype him up with a lot of positive stuff because he needs to be loved and be the center of attention. Yeah. We'll make him feel special, and you'll, you won't even notice the next four years. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like you know what? You're the Minnesota Miracle Man. You're like how? 
Like, this was a specific play, specific nickname. Yes, you're the heart and soul of this team. You're what, like... No, you're not. There's nothing <laughs> that's true. You had a growth spurt over the summer, and you think you're good now. Oh, I just I can't even get, get into all that. And then they go and play some roller hockey in the street with the rest of the Ducks. Yeah, because roller hockey montage fixes everything, apparently. You know? At all times. Apparently, when Charlie quit, he didn't keep in touch with anybody. No. He doesn't know what they're doing. Bombay puts the blades on. I'll never not laugh at Emilio Estevez slash Gordon Bombay with blades or skates on doing anything funny. It doesn't quite beat him skating on, uh, what is it, the, the Venice or Santa Monica boardwalk with D2 <laughs> yeah. and roller blades. But that was pretty good. They play some street hockey. They get the crowd into it. It's not exactly South Central LA, right. but it is what it is. All right, from there, I think the next logical step to talk about is Conway deciding he wants to be back on the team. Mm-hmm. Riley immediately takes him back, because why not? Probably just because he's short of bodies. Like, I understand that. Yeah, players. Well, you're lucky for you. We need you. And that's when we get the Dean saying, you guys are done. Yeah, after one game, apparently. One game, maybe did. two or three most, and they're done. Yeah. What kind of athletic scholarship system is this? Very I unethical to, like, bring Can all these kids from other states, you know, promise of payment and security, and be like, oh, you tied one game, you're out. Can you imagine if they did this with other sports? Yeah. How the pressure of, of high school sports isn't enough? <laughs> you better win or you're gone. All scholarships, performance-based. All scholarships. And that's the other thing. Riley's dad said his, you know, his youngest son couldn't get into the school. Yeah. He, he wouldn't be able to pull strings and get him in on the Ducks team. They like, clearly need yeah. players. Like, what? Yeah, where's he going? Another Riley, school? We don't know. Riley says, this is my team. These are my guys, right? Like, this is who I want. And the, and the guys see it. You know, they all looking out the window of the bus. They see him finally standing up for him. People are getting behind coach. Uh, so they're going to fight it. They fight it with an open assembly, apparently, board meeting. I, who Everyone it's, gets invited, this right? This is what I was going to say about the, the first assembly at the beginning of the movie is, like, at this one, at this, you know, scholarship hearing, whatever it is, board hearing, everyone is invited. It's like... What's the varsity team doing there? <laughs> the, whole, the whole varsity team is standing there. Uh, Charlie's love interest is there. The parents are all there. They're just all meeting around a table, and... They think it's just going to be like, yeah, of course, we told you you're not coming back. What are you guys doing Yeah, like, just because you're here, like, no. And then they said, we're going to get our lawyer. It's Bombay again. He's made about five dramatic entrances in this movie already. He comes in and basically threatens everyone. He basically, metaphorically, just slaps all of their faces. Yeah. And says, I'm going to sue all of you. He lawyers the hell out of you. He lawyers up. I don't know what's funnier, Bombay going into extreme legal mode or this board acting stunned when legal recourse wasn't, like, this is a consideration? Yeah, these are all wise, wise people on this board at this nice school, and they're all shocked that, that this legal action is possible. And I love how Riley and, and Conway are just, they think he's the best lawyer of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no better lawyer than yeah. Bombay. <laughs> the only lawyer they know. <laughs> the only lawyer they know, right? That's good. Uh, afterwards... We get the varsity team confronting not only the Ducks, but Charlie's girlfriend. <laughs> Why do they care so much? Why? You'll never belong. It gets a little offensive, right? Yeah. Like, they say affirmative action in there, and they look right at Keenan Thompson, yeah, the rest Tyler. Didn't really know why that was going on. You'll never belong, blah, blah, blah. Insanely threatened. Um, I should mention Bob Bay says, i got to go to Chicago, because why not, right? Yeah, got to bail. 
Got to bail. Plane's outside. Got way bigger things to deal with than you guys. Player personnel, lawyer <laughs> yeah. jobs. This all gets us for the montage that we've been waiting for, right? The Ducks are gonna gonna try now. Gonna be a team. Gonna play two way hockey. And like, hasn't the regular season already begun? Why is this game happening now? The Jamie Barclay so, game. Like, yeah, they're gonna play it now. You're. What do you think about Riley saying, pick up the trash, and they just throw garbage on it? <laughs> yeah, Here's the thing. is like he's taking a page out of Bombay's book with a gimmick. You know, The Ducks the Ducks can't respond to a coach without a gimmick. So. Right. Like, I was fully expecting him after the, uh, you know, after they got back into school to be like, all right, everybody grab this book. We're all going to turn the page together. Yeah, or something right, just corny right. like that. <laughs> Re- uh, ridiculous. Like, I get, again, great metaphor. But they need a gimmick, and they need actual garbage on the ice. And the yeah. one scene, they're just rollerblading, picking up trash. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're just, not even, they're just picking up garbage. Even outside of the rink, like, Coach, we should really be practicing that defense like you're talking about. Like, no. They're just shoveling garbage into the net. That's yeah. all they do in their great Coach is shooting garbage at them. They're all yeah. just diving in front of the net. Just homeless garbage. Uh, they get the duck jerseys back, right? Yeah. Look at that. How does that work? <laughs> I mean, coach, coach just totally. Uh, I think you know. I think he's like, look, they don't like us. Fine, screen hall. We're gonna have to go rogue. I think which, so. Yeah. I would have liked to see a scene where he's just. He, he's got some time to explain his thinking. Like you know, we didn't get enough Riley in this movie. No. You know, maybe a little edge. Maybe he's just pounding whiskey. Like I'll show these spoiled jocks what they don't know. Yeah, I think he's just he's just fed up of no one listening to him. He's like, all right, I guess I'll, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. So this leads to the inevitable showdown. The big, bad, varsity JV showdown game. That is a huge deal. Stadium filling deal. <laughs> I can't even remember any other scenario where this would remotely happen. Yeah. Before This after. would happen on like an off day, like a Saturday morning. There'd be a controlled the scrimmage. Be, There'd yeah. be coaches on the ice. Exactly. If the JV was too good, they'd move those guys up to varsity. Yeah. It's not that hard of a concept to figure out. <laughs> Uh, they do the tribute to Hans where they all touch the ice. Nice little gesture there. Or Norwegian symbol of respect. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had never heard of that one. And Charlie gives him that this is for Hans. You know, someone's got to say it. This is for Hans. And they get the quack chance back, which is good. And when, I might have missed it, but like, was there ever a moment where they were like, Goldberg, you're playing defense now? Or was it just like... They said on the radio once, they're like, Goldberg's moved to D, like just a throwaway line. Okay. And then, bam, by this movie... No, I get it. They had no defense, but by this part of the movie, he's a star. He's played the most minutes of anybody in this game. They choose him for the five-on-three. Ghost puts him in for the five-on-three. How's he able to just... He's been playing goalie his whole life. No, that doesn't happen. He couldn't skate. We saw him earlier, and he almost now skated just, to his death. Now he's just playing... Oh, he's got good core strength. Put him on defense. That's a Bombay move if ever I saw one. So the varsity's playing the JV, and it's a pretty physical, nasty game. And they're going for the elusive goose egg that uh, Coach loves to talk about. What did he say? He says earlier... you got to get up early if you want to hunt goose eggs. Hunt, hunt goose eggs, yeah. That's a great line. A lot of one-liners in this movie. <laughs> Charlie's mom also, when the cameras pan on her, I noticed this from watching this movie in our research, just most cliche, comical, generic reactions. Like clapping, cheering, oh, that's a good one, yay, yeah. oh, ah. <laughs> she probably filmed those in an hour and left. You know, like, right, you're happy, yeah. you're nervous. There's you know. Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's being a jerky man. <laughs> so they're playing a little defense, though. That's the big difference. And like, they wanted to show him that Riley was right. You have to play defense to beat the varsity, right? right? You can't 
quite offensive minded. They got Banksy back. Should point that out. Banks is back on the JV because they just wanted him back. And that was apparently he thing. wanted to drop down to JV. That was another thing as instant as the Goldberg change was like, oh, the game's starting. Oh, Banks is black. Okay. There was no like reconciliation to be like, sorry about the pranks, welcome back. And just, nope, he's here. How about this thing we're looking at now where they're all just huddling around the net? <laughs> they're just all hanging out. Yeah, like three players in goal. Human wall. Human wall. A lot of up and down action. Crowd's going nuts. Gaffney plays amazing. Clearly yeah. validating the choice to play her at goal. Definitely. And make more fun of Bombay to not play her at all until the final shootout of the Junior Goodwill yeah, games. Yeah, you got a question to Bombay's coaching there um, in hindsight. Still haven't seen him yet in this game. You know, God forbid we see him at the start of anything yeah, so ever. Was this, like, was this planned writing that Bombay was going to be in less? Or do you think it was like a contract money issue? Be like, we can't pay... Uh, Emilio Estevez, this much money, you can only be in. He's not on the cover of the of the movie, I don't think. Yeah, the cover is just the Ducks logo. Mm -hmm. They probably, he probably said no. He probably was like, I'm not going to be available that much. He probably got a lot of money. I'll fill for like a week. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'll be in and out. I'll do what I can. I'm still the the face of the franchise. Estevez is basically Bombay. In real life, yeah. yeah, I mean, more or less. And uh, the hitting picks up in the second period. Yeah, their evil coach. Elbows and flips and, yeah. The just totally unapologetic varsity coach just like, that's hockey. You looks know, like that cult get. leader from uh, David Koresh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminded me of when I saw him. I'm like, it's hockey, a lot of hits, a lot of violence. It, it culminates, I think, with uh, Gage, uh, Averman gets destroyed behind the net. Yeah. Yeah. Was, no that, was the Averman hit the one where, yeah, it reminded me of a hit I saw in the playoffs this year. Pretty bad where he just eats, eats a, a, a headshot. As he's falling down. Yeah. And then Guy Germain just gets obliterated behind the net after Gaffney makes a save of the year. But yeah, Germain gets run into the boards, and that's when we see the somber side of things. They keep shut, cutting to a lady in the crowd. No one knows who she is. I noticed her like in a lot of these cutaways, the same lady being shown. Uh, even the announcer's outraged, like, wow, what are we doing? Yeah, he's seen a lot in his, you know, in his 13 years of life. Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine gets helped out. Everyone's clapping. Uh, zero, zero after two periods. All right. Money Mitch Effect, Nick Edmonds, D3 Mighty Ducks recap. The Ducks are hurting, right? They need something. We, have, we got a Paul Korea cameo. I, got cameo. To, I totally yeah. forgot about this. It wouldn't be a Ducks movie without a random NHL cameo. Yeah. You know, got to get an actual Anaheim Duck in there. You know, supporter of the Ducks. Hell of all, Korea is just visiting friends and wants to hop on JV Radio. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> what do you feel about your team being named after a children's <laughs> Disney movie? Paul, Paul, do you know? Do you care anything about this movie whatsoever? Yeah. Uh, uh, if they just told me to show up here, I'll be getting paid. Ridiculous. We had Madonna in the first one. We got some Wayne Gretzky action in the second yeah. one. Yeah, Wayne's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Paul Korea. The Ducks are hurting, and who shows up? Dean Portman. So, I will, I'll be honest. I spoiled the. I, I didn't. I said no other ducks other than Jesse Hall didn't make this movie. Portman. It's the whole movie is he couldn't come from Chicago. He's staying, which is reasonable, right? He lives in Chicago. Yeah. He can't uproot his life. I. I'll be honest. I haven't seen D three in a long time before. You know this recent rewatch. I. At the start of the movie, I was. I honestly thought like, oh damn, Portman's not in this one. Like I totally forgot that. You know, he like came back, and I was like, damn, like maybe like. They didn't want to pay him, or he asked for too much money. Like I totally forgot that he. No. Yeah. 
He just shows up. Scholarship's good whenever. Apparently mid-game, too. Yeah, mid-game. All the paperwork. You fought, you fill out roster sheets. So that either means that this movie has no district, no respect for the rules of sports, no. or Riley has been putting his name down every game in the hope that he would just show up at some point. Yeah. Why the ladder? You know, just when you needs every chance. When you don't have enough players, though, apparently you can do that. Um, Portman immediately goes at it with Cole, just a matter of time. He doesn't really buckle his uh, face mask. Have you no, noticed that? Yeah, just puts it down. A lot of, lot of half, a lot of bowls, a lot of uh, fish bowls in this movie, face mask. And so he goes to the side, Cole takes a run at him. Neither of them have the puck, by the way, just straight out gong show. And Portman just flips him right into the stands, breaks glass, goes over yeah. everything. Glass now, shatters, you and know, he goes skates first into the crowd. There's no way. that, that First of all, that the glass would shatter going hitting it that high. <laughs> and second of all, someone would get maimed with the skate going into the crowd. Like There that. would be at least one death. Yeah, maybe. at least one. Yeah, at least Cole one. goes skates first into like a very crowded area. I don't think I, I don't know if he came back in the game. I think he did. How were they just playing right away after? Yeah, that's not <laughs> I mean, at this point play around it. It's suspended all disbelief. <laughs> There's just a broken glass plate that it, for proteins it takes minimum fifteen minutes to fix if you yeah. have guys working around the clock. And those are like the pros, like the best of the best at doing it. And they're back to just hitting guys who don't have the puck. Like, tag uh, team hits. Hans, Hans usually did that for us, actually. Uh, <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, so we don't have a guy. We don't have a guy. Game is canceled. A lot of, a lot of just blatant interference hits now that Portman's back. The Bash brothers are at Goldberg's getting into it. And uh, we're going back and forth. Portman gets called late in the game. Still no score because we got to make this a defensive hockey game movie. And right. Goose eggs. Portman gets called for kind of a weak penalty given how they've officiated the game. Exactly. He goes to the penalty box. You want to take it from here? Uh, goes in the penalty box and completely loses his mind. He's been back for like less than a period. Gets called for one penalty and goes bonkers in the penalty box. They know him too, apparently. He's been in class one <laughs> yeah, day. They're all big Portman fans. About, <laughs> the, the female fans love it. Yeah. Crowd goes crazy. He's stripping. He's throwing his pads out into the crowd. I mean, later on, he has his jersey on yeah, in the box, so he got all his pads back, apparently. Not really a wise thing to just yard sale all of your crowd. Yeah, that was the lady we just saw, the girl. That I'm like, who is that? They yeah. keep showing her. No one knows who that is. Portman just strips down shirtless. Charlie's mom even loves it. Yeah. Long delay. Long delay before this, the puck is dropped. This guy's supposed to be like 14, 15 years old, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> just shooting up. Just shooting up steroids. Yeah. Um, some of that Russian gas. But anyway, then the Ducks take a two-minute, too-many-men penalty. It's sloppy. It's just terrible. You know. so it's five-on-three. That's why you're JV. It's five-on-three. Who are you going to pick as your defenseman, coach? It's five-on-three. He wants him to get the win, but it's five-on-three, and you're probably, in, in 99% of times, you're not going to win in this scenario. Five-on-three with like a minute left yeah. in the game, in a tie game. So they're going to go with Banks, Conway for some reason. Yeah. And Goldberg. That's who you want out there. Goldberg. Goldberg. Five on three. Got to skate a lot of a lot of. Distance. He's earned it. He's earned it. I guess. We didn't see him earning it. We didn't see him earning it. How about the fact that then we have the emotional moment between Conway and Riley. He just slaps on the captain logo. Yeah. How sticks. does that work? I have no idea. You sew those on, first of all. Yeah. Apparently it's stuck right on. It was good enough. And I don't know if that's that's not legal either. You just named him captain mid game. Yeah, it's not like you need you need a captain and an alternate to do, like talk to the refs. refs. Yeah, so yeah. apparently it's been Charlie this whole time. Now he just has a C on there. There you go. So some big plays. Banks, Two minutes. Banks saves a, a goal. 
diving across. Goldberg's out there, and he headmans the puck for Charlie. No, I should I take one point away. There was a big hit in that game where Charlie finally learns how to play defense on Riley. Made him make the first move. And, and, and just basically woes him. Yeah. Low mans him, which could have been a penalty. Takes out his legs and goes up the length of the ice, and then we get the triple deke in on net. And we get what is arguably the longest final second sequence in the history yeah. of sports movies. So I just saw it. It was a 10-second. Okay, it's slow-mo. I'll give him that. We're still watching it. Charlie knows that it's going to be triple deke all the way. We got Eden Hall Warriors. Just, this guy's just backing up right into the net. <laughs> yeah. He's still deking. The goalie dives head first at the puck. <laughs> two seconds. Okay. We're right. inside the two by the time it gets back to go over its stick right there, right? He's got the puck. He looks down. Looks he looks down, up. looks up. Guys that are on the ice are getting back up and have time to skate at him. <laughs> They're yelling, shoot Goldberg on the bench. Okay. Apparently that took three tenths of a second. Yeah. <laughs> he shoots it. Remember, it has to cross the line now to count. This isn't basketball. It has to cross the line. It's in the net, and there's still half of a still second. Still 0.5 seconds, yeah. And it's just the clock runs out, and that's it. No review, nothing, that's it. No refs talk. Goldberg. The game is over. The Ducks win. The Ducks win. Goldberg's the hero. The guy who didn't care about anything. Worst goalie. Yeah. Best defenseman. Apparently best defenseman. Guy's been hiding it. That's all you need to do. And they win. And it's Wait, I, need to, I need to see this, uh, what's his name, Scooter? Yeah. The, their goalie? Who just blew it, by the way, but he doesn't care. He, he skates the length of the ice. So this is good. Well, the varsity coach is happy, too. We'll get him next time. Yeah, really, this was, is a rivalry. He was being super, like, evil and being like, oh, that's Apparently right. they play a home-and-home. Home. Like, yeah. I don't even know that this was a multi-game thing. Uh, there's the emotional moment between Riley and Conway, who are best buds now. And then what does Scooter do? He just makes a beeline down the ice to get in yeah, there with Gavin. Forget about the game. He's had his eye on her the whole movie. We know that from orientation. I, I, I miss that, I guess. Like, I miss this whole, like... It was kind of out of left story. field. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of out of left field. I did Gold, not know what was going on. Goldberg celebrating. I think I saw the ref down there, too. What's he, is he getting in on the celebration oh, yeah. as well? Mendoza gets the girl. Mendoza. What rough game for Riley? Yeah. This is, yeah, this is nightmare stuff for Riley. He definitely takes antidepressants for the <laughs> yeah, next 10 yeah, years of his life. Yeah. JV took him down. He's making out on the ice. Took his girl. Conway hugs his mom. Now she's proud of him. Yeah. Now she forgot what a terrible kid he is. <laughs> Until the next time. There's Bombay. There he is. He's been standing in the student section the whole time. Thumbs up. <laughs> Another scene that they could have gotten in. Silent him. nod. <laughs> Slow zoom. <laughs> silent nod. Missed the page flips. Missed the page flip wipes though in this. Yeah, yeah. Not enough press coverage. Oh, the banner! The banner that they had ready. Oh, the, the Eden Hall Ducks banner ready to go after the win. You know, I like to think that in an alternate universe where this game's going on and it's just ridiculous, Bombay's got the ladder and he's just in the whole third period just climbing up there and hanging it. No one notices. Uh, the Eden Hall Ducks, that's a thing. And apparently that's... And the whole school's behind it right away. Right they, run, they won the hearts of all the school. Charlie gets the girl as well. It's yeah. just a perfect movie. Go. Listen to Pantera together. Yeah. <laughs> All's well that ends well. I mean, wow. They celebrate and that's it. Just so Bombay much for, walks off into the locker room. Apparently, because so that's where his story ends. Decades, decades of Eden Hall tradition just wiped. Be like, oh, we're the Ducks now. Because of one game. 
And the movie's over. And the movie's over with the montage from the end of the yes, first one. Yes, need the slow-mo Explosion. montage. Wow. Very nice touch. Well, we went through the whole movie. Any final thoughts here? Um, definitely... The worst. The it's worst the worst. Of this the movie was so bad. The worst of the three. Probably the least hockey of the three. Most, mostly pranks. Mostly pranks. Less and, Bombay. Uh, pubescent angst. You know, less Bombay, which is never good. Um... <laughs> I don't know. It's just like this. Just this just felt like let's try to get the last milk out of the cash cow. Right. Like we had to. And this m- movie lost money. It yeah. was the f- finale of it. I think D two. It D two didn't do as well at theater, but did a lot afterwards. Yeah. I think a lot of kids got into it. The USA Iceland thing, and we saw certain athletes like we said last time. JJ Watt loves D two. Yeah. A lot of athletes and a lot of people grew up with that. So it could have been. It probably should have ended after two. But two did well, even though that yeah, was ridiculous they were just tempted, too. You know. Let's just make a third one and see. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Let's end it. Maybe they had something you know going on at Disney World or Disneyland to go with it. You know, I think the summary is Bombay is a terrible, terrible person. Terrible role model. Conway uh, is just the worst. Like I'm surprised he has friends. Constantly complains. Um, apparently, he's the heart of the team. And this is the weirdest, worst craziest hockey trajectory ever <laughs> district five they can't skate they beat the hawks didn't even like feel the, the team and they beat iceland in the goodwill games and they come back and play jv and then beat the varsity just a lot of confused confusion yeah going from can barely skate to apparently they're the best in their age group in the entire country so now we can't even make varsity yeah on a high school varsity. team. <laughs> incredible incredible stuff i'll ask you this question though before we before we sign off do we think about rebooting this or turning this maybe into a show, another movie? Can this be done again? I would. Because we're in the era where there's so much content, a lot of networks, a lot of different platforms. What do you do, if anything, or do you just let it be? I wouldn't. Li- I don't think I would like to see it as a show, but I, I honestly think I would go see it if they, if they did a reboot. If, if both, if Joshua Jackson, I mean, he's annoying. Paying but it I think forward. he's still got to be in it. Joshua Jackson. He's the Bombay role now. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I would see it. So he's the Bombay role. That's interesting. That because that's the key to this whole thing. I just don't know that he could pull it off. Like Bombay made sense because he was so ridiculous. I mean, and he's. I mean, Esther is still around. He can. He can. Uh, he's still Bombay. Yeah, he can come back to play Bombay. <laughs> he's Hans now. Yeah, exactly. The circle <laughs> of life. The circle of life. He's Hans. I mean, sharpening skates, ketchup. Trick. We can have Gunnar Stahl's character be another different character, yeah, the third yeah. one. Yeah, it's just, it's great. Bring back some of those D1. I, I mean, I like just, the enemy coach. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting, too, is that we've got, I mean, and I bring this up because, like, Karate Kid just got rebooted into a show, Cobra Kai. That's right. I saw the first it's one. So a lot. It's not bad. It's kind of funny. It's just, it's a different spin. They went, they went with, I bring it up. They went over the top, like, we know it was cheesy 80s, so we're going to make it, like, funny, like, make fun of how cheesy right, it was. Right. So, that's my question is the tone of it like we can talk about casting but if you do this again do you make it just kid friendly again or do you make it like look like kind of like bad news bearish where like it was kind of a joke yeah. in the 90s yeah and I think you gotta know who you're making it for like the the kids you know who are our age now who grew up on the movie you know are adults now and I think would respond well to like a movie kind of making fun of how like silly and like over the top it all was like making like making fun of the flying V or saying, uh, triple D is like not a move that's just like a normal 
thing. Like it's not like a special. It's just Conway like showing off tapes and everyone just making fun of him. Like what is this? This is terrible. (laughs) Bombay, they're like Bombay. Are you making fun of the Bombay relationship with his mom too? Like that would be funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would. Um, I would would see it in a theater. At the very least, I want like Funny or Die or something to do some shorts on it. Yeah. We got to get that. You know. I mean, the guy who played Fulton is still acting. He's in. Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah, he never really weird for him because he he's not the imposing Fulton. He didn't really age like that, you know. No, no. <laughs> it's weird how that happened. I don't know what Dean Portman's up to? Yeah, I think he was a Broadway actor from what I really he was like a, singing too. Like he wasn't that enforcer; he was more of the musical type too. <laughs> funny, funny how it works. But Joshua Jackson's a good actor on The Affair and some yeah, other shows. Yeah. So, um, wow. Well, Nick Edmonds, this was a blast. We knocked out three. I wonder though, what if anything's next? What can we do to keep it going? Yeah, that is that is a great question. I mean. What other? Like, do do, it's not do, a ton of like series movies like this. Do, do series? Do we just find movies from childhood? Ridiculous sports movies. Ridiculous Little sports. Little giants, movies. you know. See, I think that might be the genre is sports kid movies. From this is the a kid 90s. you don't question anything. You just believe it. Right. A dog's on the basketball team, and everybody okay. Like, there's no rule about that. I guess not. Right. Yeah, they're they're drawing out plays for him, and they didn't have one scene where he just craps out on the floor. Right. Yeah. Like, how does that not happen? No leg humping. You know? I doubt it. Um, even the angels in the outfield and yeah, movies right. that are just ridiculous. Yeah, Little Giants would be good. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll go to the drawing board and see. Yeah. I think there's some good potential here, uh, especially because, yeah, 90s movies were the best, but they were also ridiculous. Yeah, you, you just you can't question nothing, just take everything for what it is, and you'll enjoy it. <laughs> the fact that they cast Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill's brothers, right? Like, yeah, right. Real life I'll brothers. That, yeah. Um, yeah, so this was good. Mighty Ducks hold a special place in our childhood. And, uh, yeah, quack, 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 it's over. Uh, yeah, we're going to get going on the reboot. We're going to start writing the screenplay. Yeah, Emilio, we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, Hope right. you're ready. But thanks again, Nick Edmonds. This was fun. Thanks yeah, for joining the Money Mitch Effect. And that is the D3 Mighty Ducks edition of the Money Mitch Effect. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed listening to this special, special trilogy. Thanks again to Nick Edmonds for dropping by and sharing all the knowledge on one of our favorite movies. And again, sorry I said Coach Riley. It was Coach O'Ryan. Hope you can forgive me. It was a, uh, a funny movie, but we love it. We love it. And uh, even if it is a bad movie, it even if it doesn't stand the test of time, we are big fans of it. And we were glad to do that recap of D3, The Mighty Ducks. And who knows what's next? I think 90s sports movies is where our genre is heading. But thanks again to Nick Edmonds. Thanks again for listening to this episode and all episodes of The Money Mitch Effect. Until next time, I am Mitch Michaels. Ducks fly together. <laughs>